Hey guys, it is Kyle, your pastor, and I am here with some of your staff from Friends Church Orange. Say hello, guys. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> we are downstairs in the basement uh, of our church, and we are here to celebrate Christmas and the Christmas season with you guys. Uh, if you've been with us, you know that a few years ago, uh, we know that this is a time and a season where family and friends are gathering. They fly in from out of town. We take deep breaths together because we've had so much food and parties uh, and presents. And so we wanted to be uh, the church in the city. We know that the church is God's people. It's not a building. It's not an event. It's not a program. It's not a location. It's people together, reflecting on him and reflecting him to the world around him. And so we wanted to take this opportunity, the weekend between Christmas and New Year's, and be the church together in the city. So that's why we put this together for you guys. I'm thrilled that you guys are taking time to pause and to listen and to gather around God's word and just, first of all, reflect on what he wants to say, what he wants to say to you, what he wants to say to your family or your friends today. Let him speak through the worship and his word, maybe even some of the stories and conversations you're going to hear. And then also, most importantly, respond to that. Uh, listening and following Jesus is our call. It's our command. It's who we want to be. And so this is a great opportunity for us uh, to do that together uh, as we are with family and friends this weekend. So there's going to be some practical opportunities for you guys to live this out together. My bet is you're probably not listening to this alone. You may be in the car, you may be at your house, you may be somewhere together, but you're with family or friends. It's a chance to reflect together. There's going to be opportunities you'll see practically for you to dig in with kids or with students and find a, a relevant way to hear God's voice regardless of age. Uh, there's going to be a chance to serve together, to actually be the hands and feet of Jesus in our community, and then finally to give. This is a season of gift giving, and so we want to invite you to continue to respond to what God's done in your life with us here at Friends Orange as we continue to change this world together. And so this year, as we walk forward in, in church in the city, we're going to focus on the idea of renewal. We know that Christmas is this incredible miracle where after years and years of silence and really spiritual darkness, God re-enters the world in a powerful way and he makes all things new through his son, Jesus. And it's not just the miracle of Christmas and the birth of Jesus. It's the miracles that we see God do all throughout his word, historically in the Old Testament, and then obviously all through the New Testament. And even as we look around in our lives today, we see God at work. He is constantly inviting us into a journey where he can make things new. And so as we begin this journey today, I want you to pause and just listen to a couple of stories from our church, our community, where God has made some things new. People that were walking in darkness, people that were walking in desperation, people that were walking in hopelessness until they heard and listened and responded and followed Jesus. And he brought life in a new way. Allison, thanks for being here. Uh, why don't you just share, okay, before Rooted, here's where I was. Here's what God did during Rooted, and kind of here's where I'm at in my spiritual journey now. Okay, Jonathan. Um, I'm going to read because being up here in front of you lovely folks um, is kind of my kryptonite, so just <laughs> bear with me. But, um, but before Rooted, I was in so much pain. I had a ton of shame. My life was flipped upside down. I found myself in the middle of a divorce. 
I felt like I had failed. Everything going on, the way it happened, the events leading up to it, the anxiety and the pain and the suffering, I found myself in a mess. I was coming to church, and before service, I would ask God to let me hear what he wanted me to hear and let me see what he wanted me to see. He was providing me with keys and answers before I even knew I needed them. Then I heard about Rooted, so I joined. I knew I needed something. The transformation that has happened to and for me is life-changing. Through Rooted and after Rooted, my father has continually built peace within my soul every day since the day I gave it all over to him. Don't get me wrong, life is super messy. I try to be the navigator or think that I've got it all on my own from time to time, but he always guides me back to the place I'm meant to be with his perfect love. I have a joy today that is greater than ever before. I see it carry over into the relationships around me, at work and at home through my boys. My faith today gives me an untainted version of hope. I'm excited about the journey and the adventure he has planned for me, what he will make of me to use for his good. Today I have hope, today I have peace, and today I'm free. Amen. And Lance, I'm going to ask the same question to you. Just where were you before Rooted? What has God done in your heart over these past 10 weeks? So before Rooted, uh, I'm a former pastor, so I was in the ministry. Um, I got a divorce, and uh, that started 16 years of a downward spiral uh, with drinking and drugs. Um, I walked in here a couple of years ago, and I knew this was where God wanted me. Um, I was talking with Pastor Kyle you know, just being faithful to come and just to hear the message, even though I wasn't ready to receive it, made a difference. Um, I got remarried. I got two young kids. I lost my job in uh, July of this year, uh, but praise God, I've got another job. Um, it got so bad that my wife took the kids for a couple of days and, and, and just left me there. As a result of that, I signed up for Rooted. Initially, I didn't know why I signed up for Rooted. I do now. Um, the first three weeks or however many weeks prior to the prayer, I would come and I'd be drunk. Uh, and I'd be crying every week because the message was just hitting my heart. I didn't want to come that week of prayer because I knew God was going to do something in my life. Uh, but I uh, regretfully showed up. And from that day forward, he, he has changed my life. Um, as of 10 one, 21, I'm 51 days clean and sober. Yeah. Um, and I'm just really excited to see what God is doing. I mean, these 51 days seems like months to me. Uh, he's restoring. I know his call is irrevocable. And I was baptized last service. Yeah. All right. Amen. <laughs> Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you. Uh, stay up here for just a second. Um, your stories, as, as I think I was telling you, Lance, have just set the tone for what God does and what God is doing in our church and our lives. So you guys being able to share just from your vulnerability, thank you uh, for what you shared. Thank you for allowing God to, to speak to you. And, and he's going to do so much more, immeasurably more, than you can, you can ask or imagine with your lives and even with your stories. So thank you guys again. Maybe uh, you were with us the weekend that they shared those stories. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing them. But every time uh, I listen to Lance and Allison talk about their journeys, I'm reminded about God's grace and about his power. 
uh, and his desire and heart to even renew in our lives. You, we get tangible, real-life examples of people that we walk with on a weekly basis in our church. That, and there's some things that are common that we see in their stories, that they were in these dark places of hopelessness and despair and prisons of shame and guilt and failure that had lasted for years, in some cases, like Lance's. Uh, and yet, at the same time, there was a faithfulness. There was this place, this position that they put themselves to hear God and allow him to continue to speak, um, even if they didn't want it, even if they didn't know it, um, but at the same time, allowing God to speak and then ultimately the humility and the courage just to receive, to receive the renewal uh, and the miracle that God had for them. And I believe and we believe that's everything God wants to do for all of us. Uh, not only in this season, but every single day of our lives. And as we look at God's word, we see that there are so many stories, so many passages, so many places where God does miracles of renewal. And he speaks about this promise and about his heart to renew. And one of perhaps the most known and famous ones is in Isaiah chapter 43. And, and in this place, we see that God's people were in a very similar position as Lance and Allison and that we find ourselves. They were in a place of hopelessness and darkness and a place of distant relationship and wondering if God cared and was he ever going to act on their behalf and what would that look like? And in Isaiah 43 verses 15 through 21, it says this, it says, I'm the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all of its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. It's amazing to me that in this passage, God speaking to his people, he goes back to one of the most defining moments in their history with him. And it's when he parted the Red Sea, when he rescued them from slavery and the oppression and the darkness that they had experienced. And he literally led them into a dead end and then opened a way for them to move forth. And it's one of the most powerful miracles in the Bible, certainly the one that they would have had it in the top of their mind all the time. But it's certainly not the only one where we get to see God's miracles and God's power and God's glory on display through the Bible. And so as we reflect on that miracle, I just wanna pause and what are some of the miracles that, that, are, that come to mind? When you guys look at God's grace and God's power, what are some of the miracles and the stories that jump out for you. I think about Saul on the road to Damascus. Mm. And his, I mean, instantly being changed mm. yeah. in God's presence. Yeah. One of my favorites is is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and being in the fire and God literally saving them. It's like it's just the best. Right. Yeah. They, they not only did they not burn, they didn't even smell like smoke. Yeah, nothing. Right, just which... completely, completely untouched. Totally. Yeah, I think for me, one of the most impactful stories like that is in, in Mark 8. It's like the hinge point of the entire Gospel of Mark. There's this like double healing that takes place where Jesus heals a guy of his blindness, 
but he says, hey, what do you see? And he says, well, I see people, but they look like trees. Mm. And then he goes back and he kind of heals them a second time. And I love it because it's Jesus literally imaging for the people that were watching that, mm. um, that their eyes were being opened, that they saw, but, but in part, but there was coming a day where they would see and in full. That's mm. so cool. Mm. Yeah, I think mine was the woman at the well. I just think of, you know, being embarrassed or times when you just don't want to be seen or you just want to hide. And she went um, to get water, you know, at a time where, uh, you know, it was so hot, um, but she went there because she didn't want to be seen. She didn't want to be embarrassed. And just to know that God, um, he drew near to her then, that Jesus came then, um, just speaks to me a lot about how he will draw near to me. Yeah, I love... um... One of the my favorites in the New Testament is where Jesus spits in the ground and you know makes the mud and puts mm-hmm. it on the guy's eyes and says go wash and he comes back and he's his whole story is you know encapsulated in a sentence. It's like I once was blind and now I can see. You know, everybody's like, well, who did it? What is that like? I don't know. I once was blind and now I can see. And it reminds me of how simple and powerful uh, a testimony of the miracle of God's renewal in our lives can be. And that's what we get to, to, to hear and to feel from Lance and Allison. And I think that's what people want to hear and feel even from us is we, oftentimes I think we need to have lots of words. And what does this look like? And we can just go, I don't know. I once was blind and now I can see. I once was impatient and now I'm becoming more patient. I, I once was angry and now I have more joy. Whatever it is, it's like, it's just the power and the renewal of God at work in our lives. Um, But what's startling and interesting to me in this passage is God goes back and he aims their hearts and their thinking at this powerful moment, a defining moment in their history where he he shows his love and his grace and his creativity and his power and his his renewal. And yet this is what he says after doing all that. He says, forget all that. He draws them back to this moment of his love and his power and his grace. And he says, but forget all that because it's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. I'm about to do something new and it's already begun. He's saying, think about the most powerful, most amazing, most defining miracle that you could imagine that I've done in your life or in history. And he's like, forget about that. I'm doing something new. And it's bigger and it's greater and it's more powerful and it's already present. It's already at work. And I don't know about you guys, but what kind of um, what kind of thoughts, what kind of emotion does that stir in you as you think about God inviting you into that kind of renewal? I start to lean in, get excited, hope-filled, um, joy. What I love about this passage is it has so many, um, so many nature references, mm-hmm. and you know when I'm at the ocean, what I love about it is the, the the miracle of waves and how grand they are, and 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 so it's a sense of awe and wonder, right? Anytime you're in in nature like that, and so when we're looking towards the future, and we have that awe and wonder. It's just a natural sense of hope, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's why we need to go into nature, and God has given it to us, and it's was here thousands of years ago and it'll be here, you know, in the future. And so I think it's important we have that sense of awe and wonder when we think about God and it allows us to 
really understand he can do something big and huge and new. He is totally capable of that when no one else or nothing else in our life is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think of being like I, looking on the past sometimes to me can get foggy. I forget how powerful God really is. Mm-hmm. Even looking at the miracles, it's like, oh yeah, that's really great. Mm-hmm. But it gives me a hope that he'll do it again and yeah. he'll re-remind me like in the moment. Like when you go through something in that exact moment, you're experiencing it versus you know just remembering it. And so the, the idea of there's new things to experience, not just things to reflect on in the past, that to me just that brings a lot of hope, honestly. That's good. Well, it keeps our eyes, I think, focused on what can be. Mm-hmm. Because when I when I hear this passage, I always think about you know people who go home for either the holidays or something like that, and they you know get together with their high school buddies or they get together with the people they grew up with, and all they want to do is tell stories of what happened in the past. And those are great. It's so good to be reminded of the good times. It's so good to be reminded of what happened. And yet, if we stop right there. And if we stop living at a certain point, right, it's the, it's the high school football star that never moves past yeah. kind of the glory days, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's all of those stories like that. And if we just start saying, like, but God used to do this. It was cool. It was great. It was awesome. And then we stop forgetting to live with expectation for God. What do you want to do today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you want to do tomorrow? Yeah. It can honestly, as good as the past is and as good as it is to remember, it can leave us in a place of honestly not living today and yeah. not living with mm-hmm. hopeful expectation. And so I think when, you know, when through Isaiah, God says like, forget all of that. It's saying like, it's not discounting the good, mm-hmm. but it's saying, do you trust me to, con- to, to continue on and to keep doing the things that I've done? Mm-hmm. That's, That's really why good. hope is so important, mm-hmm. right? It's allowing our yeah. heart to have a posture of, okay, God, I'm hopeful. I am, uh, I'm going to allow you to help me. It's not like, you know, he's, he's just waiting there. He wants to help us, but we have to be able to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to allow you in. Yeah. This is what hope does for our hearts. Yeah. Well, and I love that. It reminds me of Allison's story mm-hmm. a bit, and even Lance, but where they put themselves in a position to hear God and have them even, have him renew hope yeah. in their lives. I mean, yeah. she says at the end so beautifully, it, you know, it's just something along the lines of, now I have hope, yep. I have peace, and I'm free. Mm-hmm. And it's not that all the circumstances of her life, it's not that she never encounters, I'm sure, challenges and difficulties, but she lives differently because of the renewal of hope that God put in her life. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that's the question for everybody listening, uh, is is where in, in your life do you need renewal? Mm-hmm. Where in your life do you need the miracle of God's love and his power and his grace to bring renewal? Maybe it is in a relationship um, that was broken and has been broken or maybe got broken over this Christmas season. Um, Maybe it's in a dream that you once had to change the world or do something different. Maybe it's it's through your job uh, or vocation or education. But where do you need renewal? Maybe it's in your life physically or in somebody in your family. You're desperate for God to renew, just renew strength, renew healing. Where in your life do you need renewal? I believe, we believe, that that this is God's word for you. I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? 
I will make a pathway through this wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So Father, we believe that you're already at work. We believe that you're already laying a foundation of renewal in everyone's life and in everyone's story. So I pray that you would help all of us to be willing to put ourselves in a position and a posture to look for it and to receive it. I pray for every single person listening that you would help them to work through the the devotional and the passages and the questions and allow you and your spirit just to, uh, to weave your word and promise deep into their heart and their mind. I pray that you would start to bring renewal even today into their lives and stories. And we pray this in the power of your name. Amen. Amen.